Who Was Amelia Earhart? Chapter 7, Pushing the Limits. By 1931, there were many changes in the world of flying, slow, wood-framed airplanes have been replaced with faster all-metal models. The new planes had been had, planes had better instruments. Pilots could fly their locations more easily and fly more safely. The news the newer bigger planes were were the new the newer planes were bigger and carried more passengers. Slowly the public was won over to airplane travel. After all, it took four hours to go to Washington New from New York by train. By plane, the trip was only two and a half hours. In 1930, the first three flights flight attendants were hired by United Airlines. There, they were all nurses. They served med they served meals and took care of airsick passengers. There were also more than 50 licensed females pipe. 50 licensed female pilots in the United States. With m more competition, it was getting harder to keep up with the public's interest. Amelia needed to do something different. She and George c came up with a few ideas. Amelia started flying something called an auto autogyro. It was almost like a helicopter. Amelia became the first person to go across the country and f back in autogyro, auto but the autogyro was hard to fly. Many pilots thought it wasn't safe. Soon Amelia went back to regular airplane. One, one in January morning in 1932, Amelia was having breakfast with her husband. You should, she put down the paper she was reading and asked, would you mind if I flew the Atlantic alone? No, George didn't mind at all. He wanted Amelia to become. He wanted Amelia to become the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. <laughs> May twentieth, nineteen thirty-two, was the fifth anniversary of Lunderberg flight. George Putnam thought he, that would be the perfect date for Amelia to take off. The press would love the connection. Amelia had new instruments, including three com compasses put in her plane. The weather, the weather over the Atlantic could be bad. She would depend on the new technology to help her to help find her find her way. On the day of her flight, Amelia took reporters. She was sure of her success. But before she climbed into her plane, she quietly turned to a friend. Do you think I can make it, she asked. Even Amelia had her doubts. Amelia took off from Harbor Grace Airport in Newfoundland, Canada. Amelia wasn't, didn't think the flight would be easy, and it wasn't. When she was too high, ice started to build on her wings. The ice made the plane very heavy. It might crash, so she took the plane down low. But when she went too close to the water her instruments didn't work without instruments amelia could could get completely lost the hours went by slowly amelia struggled to find just the right altitude she sipped chicken soup gasoline dripped down the back of her neck 
and from the extra fuel tank. She struggled all night. But when the sun came up, Amelia spotted land. She set her airplane down in, cow, in a cow pasture, frightening, frightening all the cows. She was in Ireland. She had done it. Amelia was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Congratulations poured in. Amelia was 34 years old. She was smart. She was brave. And she was a great-looking woman. The public loved her. When she returned to New York City, there was a parade down, down Broadway. Thousands of people lined the streets to cheer for Amelia. The next day, she, Amelia flew to Washington, D.C., where President Herbert Hoover pres, presented her with a medal. Amelia was a famous, as famous as movie stars all day, uh, movie stars of the day, but her fame didn't did not change her. She was still charming and somewhat say, somewhat shy. Even so, she liked what her opinions were now heard and respected. Amelia became more active in politics. She joined the National Women's Party. Amelia thought women should be able to do the same thing men did. For example, if a woman wanted to be a lawyer, then she would be able to do so. It, in a letter to the editor of a New York paper, Amelia stated her case. The right to earn living belongs to all persons. Amelia certainly took the message to heart. Now that she was famous, she would she found many different ways to take money. Amelia was already known as one of the best-dressed women in America. she This gave her husband an idea. George Putnam made some calls. Not long after Macy's department store in New York made an announcement, a line of best woman clothing that was going to be designed by Amelia Earhart. Amelia designed women's clothes for active living. Amelia be believed that Clothes should fit the way woman a woman lived. Wrinkle, so she the she liked fabrics that didn't wrinkle. She also liked clothes that that were easy to wash and didn't need special care. Fashion designings took up a lot of her time. Amelia's photograph was in many magazines. She was always in demand, but flying was still Amelia's passion. Nothing else could match the adventure and challenge. A group of Hawaiian businessmen had an idea. They asked Amelia to become the first person to fly solo from Honolulu to California. It would be a 2,500-mile non-stop trip over the Pacific Ocean. On January 11, 1935, Amelia took off from Honolulu. 18 and a half hours later, she landed in Oakland, California. She did. She, it was another one for her record book. Amelia always said she flew for the fun of she flew for the sum of it, fun of it. But some people said she took too many risks. Others like, didn't like George. He was constantly trying to make money from 
Amelia's name and fame. Amelia was beginning to feel trapped. It was getting harder and harder to set new records. Each time she had to fly farther and longer. Setting records took money. There was always new and better equip equipment to buy. Always, however, there was one more flight she was determined to take. It would be a big, the biggest challenge of all.